Welcome to One Nerd and Two Noobs. If you're listening to this, you've stumbled upon my recordings. I fear I haven't much time. They're closing in on me. I'm going to tell you about the incidents that have taken place across my life and my colleagues' life. I fear that the time is coming when you will need them again. And I, God, have mercy on our soul. I can only hope that these help you. The first incident occurred in 1920, Texas. Me and my colleagues went to investigate a strange and mysterious explosion, is what we were told at the time. But what we've come to learn is it just set off a series events that would propel our lives in directions we never knew they would take. God have mercy on our souls, for when we die, much of our knowledge dies with us. Hopefully what I tell you in these recordings may aid you. Now please listen carefully. Please, your life will depend on it. Welcome back. It's me, your friend, your neighbor, all-ground cool guy, the keeper of this story. It's finally happened. It's only taken us the better part of us. six months. Don't say us. It's only taken the better part of us six months. Say, no, us. To me. get this going. Say, you. Rest We're us. all collectively together on this. He just learned how to make characters and then... The rest of us uh, were ready. Last two days. Uh, <laughs> so, as you... Oh, look at that bear. He's looking off to the right. Yeah, something's happening there. So that's a, a brown bear? Yeah. I don't know where the controller it's is, otherwise you turn the TV off. It's probably a fish involved. In anyway. That. Anyway. Cole has been working on this story for six months. At least. He has been painstakingly making every single detail of our adventure we're about to take today into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft. And so, you know, this is going to be a super high-quality screen because of all the time that he's taken to really carefully create all of these characters and all of these worlds that we're about to explore. So just hop in and get ready because this has really Buckle been up. a long time and a long effort in the making. Buckle up. I can't tell if you're being facetious or serious. I don't know. It's up to you. <laughs> this all hangs on you, <laughs> Because it has been six months. <laughs> so I'm assuming you haven't... I made a kick-ass opening. A long, long story uh, with a lot of see. things. Okay. Right? You're, you're right? not winging it, <laughs> I don't think. This right? ain't a wing-ding, no, right, Carl? You, ha you have a super... You're not wing-ding in this, you, right? You've created this story. That, that's going to last a worried. long time. <laughs> now I'm fucking concerned. Oh no! Oh, I did work God, on this. Wing ding. Cole, uh, in reality, he wrote the introduction. <laughs> he has a vague outline of what he thinks is going to happen. <laughs> I don't know how DMing works. I have a mystery. I, I have an idea, and no. Well, I think you have to just wait and see how it rolls out, right? Yeah. Well, that's the but there is like a general you have a basic, yeah, you have that a you basic, guide him. But through. you have a basic idea. Of what's yeah, I have going. a basic idea. Okay, I, mean, I have a story kind of written out, but it really depends on how you guys take it. Like with everything, well, I if do. We ruin it for you again. You don't ever ruin it. 
No, I mean, in, when it comes to GMing, like, there's a general mm-hmm. basic story that you write yeah. in, right? I mean, and you guide them through it. There isn't, yeah. like, you can't Like, just I don't railroad you guys. Go off into get, some other thing. You, you have a specific... I mean, you could, but... Yeah. There is a specific thing that you kind of have to do in order to progress. Yeah, I don't try and railroad any of my games. But I think with you most games, You guys get railroaded a little bit, because otherwise you won't play a game. So... <laughs> hey, oh, speaking of games, Cole? Game review. Yes. Oh, we're gonna make it quick. We're gonna. I'm gonna keep this on the, keep this train rolling. Game review. I'm trying to get right here without dropping everything. Yeah, treat those with a little bit of respect, buddy. That's just getting Just getting Wow, you guys are on my ass tonight. (laughs) All right. uh, The ultimate micro RPG book. Uh, It's edited by James Demato. He does a podcast called the One Shot Podcast. That was Demato. I thought it was tomato. I thought it was toma- tomato? Or is it tomato? You say tomato? I say tomato. Tomato, tomato. For some reason. If for some reason he's listening to this, I want to apologize. You're a very nice person. I met you at dra- or I met you at Gen Con a couple years ago. Oh, no, he has a cool name. Yeah. Where am I doing? Where am I How do you spell it, Cole? D apostrophe. Tomato. A M. A-T-O. Huh. There's a film director named Joe D'Amato. Oh. So, yeah. Joseph D'Amato. Well, uh, yeah, he edited it. Uh, it's comprised of 40, uh, uh, 40 different, like, easy and fun tabletop uh, games, like it says on the cover. Uh, they are a... <laughs> As it says on the cover. As it says on the cover. <laughs> uh, it's ma- uh, they're for different levels of like how much you've gone into RPGs. Like if you're an expert, there's games for you that are like a little more complex. If you're a novice, hey, there are some easy games in here. Uh, some of the standout ones for me are um, let me flip through to find the name of it because you know how I roll. I space completely. Uh, there is um, Going Dark, a game of special forces agents where you play like agents on a special task force going out and doing missions and uh, the character creation is fun and easy. It's very similar to like an Apocalypse. Are they long games or short games? Uh, they're like one-shot games that you can pick up and play at in a moment. But I mean, is it, like, is it like one-shot in the sense of it you set aside five hours for the one-shot or like an hour and you're good to go? No, like like any game, like three, two to three hours probably. Oh, okay. That's what like I'm with any cool. RPG. Used, cool. Uh, this one, it says playtime on this one is 30 minutes to an hour, but it really depends on your group, I always find. So it's supposed to be easy, uh, easy to pick up and go. So that one was a standout one, Hammer of the Earth, which is very much in keeping with, um, what's that one where it's Chris Evans, he's a baby eater? What? Chris Evans' baby eater movie. Chris Evans' baby, uh, um, Snowpiercer? Yep. Space, kind of based off Snowpiercer. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Ron. I like how you knew which one I was talking about immediately. Well, I had to remember what Chris yeah. it was, and then Captain yeah, America. Think about eating babies. Which Chris is which? We all know Chris Pratt is the unneeded Chris. Wow. <laughs> right, Rob. I mean, well, hey, I didn't vote it. The internet voted. He's the least needed of the Chris's. If there's one Chris to be voted off the other. It's that, Chris. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so those ones start stand out to me, and then uh, gnome set gnome setters, which is uh, just where you play gnomes. Genome setters. Genome. Uh, it's a very fun uh, book to have for any RPG collection. You can tear out the pages uh, for the um, you can tear out the pages basically for the one shot you're going to play, and have it on the table. It's very easy. Pick up, go. Uh, it was relatively cheap. I think I spent, uh, what was it, $17 when I bought it. Uh, and uh, go grab it and support your local game store when you get it. Word. It's pretty fun. Hey, pretty easy. Quick, quick question for Worth you. checking out. You know the Human Genome Project, right? Let me give this a review and then you can launch into the Human Genome Project. No, I'm just wondering. Is it basically just a code for Human Gnome Project? Oh, my God. Is genome, so I, is genome spelled like gnome? It's spelled G-E-N-O-M-E. Oh, there's the E makes That's all the difference. That's why it's genome. Oh, okay. I give this a Not four. Gnome. I give it a four out of five stars. Four out of five stars. It's easy to pick up and uh, it's easy. Most of the games are easy. It it seems to be able to pick up and go. Uh, some of them, uh, so, uh, yeah, some of them are a little more complex than others and. That's the only reason I'd say, like, for if it's your everyday game, like, every once in a while, per, uh, like, n if a regular person comes by and picks it up, some of the games they should be able to pick up and go easy. Other games might take them a little longer. So it really depends on who's playing it. So definitely give it a check out, though. It's the ultimate um, the ultimate micro RPG book. Uh, so check it out. You can find it wherever they sell RPGs and or online. All right. And how many stars? Four and a five. Cool. Rowan, movie review or television review? Oh. Uh, or review of life. Or review of. Uh, I don't know. Um. The great unknown. And. Um. I'm in the m middle of watching Twin Peaks. Uh, I watched the first season before, and half of the second season before, and I stopped after they solved the murder. But uh, I'm watching it again, because I heard that the third season is really good. That's um, the one that just came out, right? The one that, yeah, came out t three years ago? Something like that. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a good show. Uh, the, the main problem is it's, it's a... It's it's a lynchy it's lynchy and I like lynch movies, but the the thing is, it's a parody of, of soap operas. So, uh, if you're parodying something, you tend to have a lot of the elements of the thing of said yeah, thing. You have to. And so there's a lot of like soap opera tropes, unneeded characters, that don't really add much to the show, and they're kind of annoying. I Would feel you consider it, Log Lady annoying? No, I think she's interesting. She's oh. actually one of the only interesting parts of the show. Oh. No, I'm thinking like um, the dickhead boyfriend. That no, ends he's up with the waitress. He's interesting. I think he's fine. It's been he's, a minute he's since funny. I watched it. I it's just... more like the three characters. There's three. There's the uh, um, what's her name? The, uh, Laura Flynn Boyle. Oh yeah, yeah. She isn't really needed. Neither is the That's twin. One of the main characters they hung the series on. Yeah, she's she's <laughs> just kind of a nothing. Yeah, uh, that's uh, what everybody said though. Even when it was yeah, even when it was her, new, everybody's the like biker Dang. guy who's her boyfriend. E kind of 
who oh, you're went out with about Laura the two Palmer. Kids in it? The two kids and then Laura Palmer's twin. And their Palmer's their entire twin. yeah, remember well not her twin, her cousin who was played by the, by same, the actress. same actress. Oh, okay. She, I was like, those three characters in her storyline. All the young people. Yeah. Are complete. Like, I don't. I don't care. You know. Who they I'm... don't do anything. <laughs> Where does it take place? It takes place in uh, Washington. So right up the way. Yeah. Right up the way. So it's up, by, up where they uh, up where uh, Twilight took place. I don't know. I've never yeah. seen those shows. I'm just kidding. I don't know where Twilight took place. But I know uh, it's in the Northwest somewhere. There's right? a, yeah. It? Yeah. You're not wrong. I think it's like Washington, Portland area. Yeah. What do you What do you think of them? Uh, I think it. I mean, there's I, I, a lot of the show's interesting parts are uh, kind of over, you know, with with like this this waste the you know this waste of time that is these other characters that I don't really care about. <laughs> uh huh. There's a lot of more interesting and and weirder aspects to the show that they could focus on more. I like a lot of the other characters. I like the, uh, um... Yeah, good cup of coffee. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Cooper's, uh, like, you know, he's a great character. So are, you know, I mean, the the whole lot, like, uh, Great Northern part of the show is interesting and all the crime of the show. But then, you know, they have the, the teenagers that are trying to solve it and they don't do anything. They're just kind of annoying. And, um... I mean, I don't know. I mean, I there. I like a lot of it. But and isn't there? A, I I am recognizing why I stopped watching yeah. it definitely. But I'm 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 pushing through it. <laughs> and like, if I'm not mistaken, isn't there a season where the daughter of one of them works at a perfume shop? Goes no, up that's to, a, that's a whole aspect too. She doesn't really do anything. Yeah, I'm she's like, annoying too. Isn't she the one that's trying to get with Agent Cooper? Uh, Sherilyn Finn. Yeah. Doesn't she end up working in a whorehouse and almost banging her dad? Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's, that's a like, part of the season. That was a, uh, that she's was... she's investigating her her dad, and kind uncle? of I guess. Yeah, and she finds out that he owns the whorehouse slash casino, uh, on, in Canada, and her that's a whole does? aspect of the show. Yeah, yeah, the dad is like the scummy, um, like guy who owns half the town. But he's funny. Yeah, he's I good. like him. Him yeah. and his brother, who's the guy from the Warriors, who's the... Tink, tink. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're great. Yeah. I mean, well, a, that guy's a great actor. Yeah. Well, he's a great character. It's The whole show, I mean, there, there's a lot of great stuff in the show. It's just there's definitely some characters that could be yeah. just, just... That they could, like... Cut like, out of the show it. that I don't care about. Also, the sheriff is kind of boring as a character. He isn't really interesting... He, uh, more more like the actor kind of doesn't really the actor he, not the character it's the actor it's more the actor yeah I mean really I mean well the character and the actor isn't really interesting he's kind of extremely deadpan and oh, he, ha- he yeah, has this he look if you look up his face uh-huh. you'll know exactly what I'm talking about oh really but I mean there's a lot to like and the show's like I can tell why I really am interested in it but also tell why I stopped watching it yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna also, I, I remember on. them solving the murder, and it's kind of like, eh, it doesn't really, you know. It's yeah. kind of weirdly abrupt, because they said, hey, you need to solve it. And it's like, okay, well, I guess they solved it. Yeah, didn't, isn't that what the network told him? Yeah, they're like, hey, can you solve the murder? And it's like, I don't want to. It's like, you have to do it. And then he solved it, and then nobody watched their show. Wasn't that's it, why I got wasn't canceled. Wasn't the whole point he was never going to solve it? That was He didn't want to. Yeah, he wanted it to just me. keep going on without, you know, just exploring her background, which is what they should have done. 
Yeah. Which is just well, kept... that's what they went back to, right? With the I don't fire know. Walk with me. Uh, I have to, I haven't seen the movie. I, I'm oh. watching the the show, and then I'll watch the movie, and then I'll watch the new season. But uh, good show, very unique, uh, very a lot of Lovecraftian aspects too, which kind of ties into um, the show where the you know the game we're about to play. So uh, you, I think most people have seen it at least, you know. Yeah. So I don't really know if I need to recommend it or anything, but. I'm but just just talking about it. It's worth a watch. Yeah, I mean, it, it's if you de- haven't definitely seen it in a unique. while, it's worth revisiting you. Yeah, I I, cool. I think so. I, I, I mean, especially now when nobody's doing anything. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good it's a good uh, a good one of those ones to fire up since you're gonna be home. Hopefully yeah. home with your yeah. masks on when you're out in public. Twin Peaks, good show. Uh, cool. There you go. All what right. What are you giving it a rating though? I haven't watched it all yet, so I can't give it a rating. Oh, well, what first initial impression? The first season is great. It's a super solid. What, what do you think, though? I mean, uh, impression. I would give, I mean, the first season's like a f- four out of five, I guess. Yeah, I don't, four out cool. of five. Okay. All right. I, Word. We yeah. needed a review. That's why I was All asking. All right. Yeah. All right. That was cool. All right. Dad, yeah. anything? What do, I, talk do I have about? anything to say? Yeah. Get do I have anything plug, to talk, talk about? Talk, anything yeah. to plug? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I watched uh, the second season of my Netflix series, uh, I think, Blown Away, isn't it called? I think so. You're yeah, it's a glass blowing glass competition. Blowing. Yeah, and as far as Netflix shows go, it's uh, it was okay. It was uh, the fir- first season had a little bit more stronger personalities. This one was a lot more like they had one guy that was kind of Mister Edgy, but I don't know. Oh, I love that line: "The bad boy of the glass." <laughs> yes, he was the bad boy of glass blowing. <laughs> Which I they, I guess there is a bad boy of glass blowing. There's a bad boy of everything apparently. You know there must be a bad boy of of the bris. I don't know. There must be some like something like okay. you know there has to be. I don't something let's like let's not know. say that. But yeah, anyway, well, like, let's let's uh, <laughs> let's not. Uh, there's bad boys in every profession. Let's just say that. I think if you're a bad boy of the bris, I think that you're considered a pedophile. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant at all. I meant he comes in with the sunglasses on. You know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, that, I didn't mean it that way at all. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> Thank you. No, you can take it down the squirrely pervert route, but I wasn't. Well, anyway. when you see, you know, when you, you anyway, know, good to you. No, uh, anyway, it's so it's a, it's, a gla- it's all about glass blowing, and uh, did you finish it? Yeah, I watched. It. Okay. Yeah, uh, and this I season was this season was. Well, I I told you I binge those kind of shows. You know that. Yeah, but I can't binge my shit. No, you can't because yours are story driven. This is just about a bunch of people doing things. It's not story driven at all. It's just task driven, and you can watch it in the background without really giving a shit, as long as you watch the end and see what happens. <laughs> and so uh, it was okay. wasn't as good as the first season. There was a glass blower from Portland on it, so that was kind of cool. And she and her, I guess, I don't know if it's her husband or boyfriend or something like that. I think have a glass studio here in Portland, so that was kind of cool to have a connection. Uh, beyond that, it was it wasn't bad. Guy who won deserved it, which was, was it? unusual for uh, for these shows because I usually am like very unhappy with the ending of most reality competition usually shows. Pissed off because they usually give it to somebody because of some other reason, other than than just that. I mean, they take into account a lot more stuff than I would, other than just the actual fact of what they're supposed to be there doing. So it was good. He was good. He was good. Who was it that won? Uh, I think he, the English guy. Oh, okay. Bald-headed English guy. Okay. He's a good guy. 
he did some interesting stuff. He had some cool techniques. Um, and I watched that, and that was uh, that was decent. So, you know, if you, I mean, if you're looking for a reality show to just kind of throw on in the background and not have to pay total attention to, it's kind of interesting. And it's and you know, I mean, glass blowing is an art form. Uh, that's uh, that I'm not, I don't know anything about, so I learned something about it. So that was kind of cool. You know, it's like watching. You know what it is? It's kind of more of a an artsy version of Forged in Fire. You know? Okay. It has the same thing, but I have to say though, it's not broy though. Uh, no, not really. Uh, well, even though the profession, I guess apparently, which I didn't know, is glass blowing is mostly a male dominated field. So it was neat that they had they had so many women on the show, and there were more women in the in the final episodes than there were men, which was unusual, you know. But of course, a white male won. <laughs> of course, no, I'm just kidding. Um, and so, uh, and no, but it was it was interesting. It was interesting. It was kind of cool, you know. So, you know, it's it's you learn new things, learn about shit that I had no idea. There's all kinds of weird. You know, with every like profession like that, there's weird shit that they talk about and, and phrases and things. I have to say, though, it does take you a few minutes to get past them continuously saying Gloriole over and over. <laughs> which is, you know... Which yeah, I, uh, throw you I was like, loop. I wasn't paying attention. He goes, wow, I couldn't believe all the glory holes they had in here. I looked up like... What show am I fucking watching? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> oh my god! What did the channel switch? No, but I guess the glory hill is what they call the forge. Did I go on Showtime after dark? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm like, holy shit! Where am I at? Who? What? When? Where? Why? <laughs> All right. Well. All right. So on with the game. The game. The game. The game. The game. Okay. Okay, Cole. So six months of development, ready to go. Get ready. Okay, Colt, wax your mustache, put on your bowler hat, shine oh, your my room. I shine your it. spats. Let's go. Arkham, Massachusetts. What? Ar- Arkham, Massachusetts. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> I'm having a moment. Arkham, Massachusetts. Arkham, Massachusetts. 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 Massa. Massa. Chew. Chew. Sits. Sits. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. There you there go. go. There we go. Uh, say it again. Uh, how about this called Arkham Mass? That's no, what they call say the whole word. Come on. Short. Arkham, Arkham, Massachusetts. Arkham, Massachusetts. Damn it! Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> so, people, this will be your new drinking game. Every time Cole calls it Massachusetts... Well, it's there for five seconds. Go ahead and bust go ahead. the drink. Say it again. Arkham, Massachusetts. Fuck! Okay, I'll, I'll do the beginning line. Ready here? <clears throat> Arkham, Massachusetts. 1920. It's the beginning of summer. It's a cold night, though, for summer. A strange wind is blown in. We're in an office building. Third floor. It's dingy. Singular light in a room is shining. We hear the we hear the keyboard going off. The door reads, "Private Dick." 
private dick. The door wouldn't read private dick. <laughs> it would say, read private investigator. It would say private detective. Private investigator. Ronnie Plateau. Unless what? his name is... Unless his How name do you is say your last name? Ronnie Pilato. Ronnie Pilato. Unless his name is Private Dick. Yep. <laughs> Ronnie Pilato. It was Ronald. It would say Private Investigator Ronald Pilato on the door. Private Investigator Ronald Pilato. Or R. Pilato. R. Pilato, yeah. R. Pilato. R. Dot Pilato. R. Dot Pilato. Right across the door. He's typing away in the early morning. As he sits there, by curious knock, Wraps across his door. He quit. He quickly reaches for his gun, pointing at the glass window. He's been around long enough to know this is not the time of night anyone stops by. He gets up from his desk and goes towards the clear door. We're doing He's, sound effects, by the yeah, way. Yeah, and I've realized this is a sound effect uh, podcast now. Seeing, seeing that there is no figure standing behind the glass door, he opens it up and looks around. Who's there? I heard somebody. There's no one. Ronald Pilato says to an empty hallway. To the empty hallway, he sees no one there. All that's left is manila envelope, sealed with a sigil and wax. He picks it up, it's addressed to him. I open up the envelope. What's this in here? Why are we like this? We are going 100% on this one. It's this a six is, months in the okay. making. I like it. I'm just like, this is the most serious I've ever seen you. Uh, so it's... You this is Cthulhu shit. This isn't fantasy garbage. This <laughs> yeah. is my stuff. <laughs> this well, is the doing, Cthulhu. Well, this is actually... This is our new series. Come on. Come on. So, Let's do it. 100%. You We're open going. it up and you see within it is a letter attached to a series of photographs. What's in the photographs? I think to myself, as Cole describes them. Do you not read the letter first? Oh, I, I, I scan the letter. Like read any the, human the being, you that look at on. the picture first. Well, I look. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, they're the yeah. things. You know, it's That's like a everybody picture book. No, no, I'm just asking. Come on, Cole. I look at the pictures. Come on, Cole. And then I, I know you've been on plenty of fish. My eyes. You look scan at the photos over. first. <laughs> my eyes scan over to the letter as I see the pictures. Like in on the, plenty of flounders in the frame. So, like on plenty of flounders, you begin to look over the photos. First, you take in the photos of what looked to be a site, an oil mining site. You see that the, the site is in disrepair. It seems like there's the aftermath of some sort of large explosion. Oh, that's, for, that's for the camera noise sound effect. I'm going to have that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, seems. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There's that's the camera. So, you see it seems like the aftermath of a large explosion. Here's your drinking. Yeah. You're shaking a cocktail <laughs> as you read this over. You look at the photos, it looks like the aftermath of a large explosion. Lights a cigarette. <laughs> Take an inhale of your cigarette and you read on and you look through the letters. That's uh, some oil explosion. So, uh, so I oil explosions. Looking at the you photo, clear, you see that, and then you also see what looks like the covered shale of a couple of bodies. What? What? What stands out from the bodies is they don't look like they were burned from this explosion. Instead, they appear to have been drained. I think you need okay. to speak a little louder. I can't Instead, really. Instead, 
It appears they've been drained, not burned from like the explosion. Like kind of like like their very dried out skin has been dried out. You can't tell too much from the photos other than that, and you finally read the letter. Dear, say? dear, Mr. Palazzo. Palato. 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 Dear Mr. Palato, I write you in regards of the Lone Star Oil Company. You did some work for a, a associate of mine a couple years back in Arkham, and he recommended you to me. He said you're a man who gets the job done and keeps his mouth shut. I'm wondering if the money is right. I'm willing to wire you a large sum to come down to my oil field here in Texas. The explosion has left us closed for the time being, and the men are refusing to go back to work. They say strange lights keep appearing in the area that they're supposed to dig for oil and work. Yet, when I visit, I don't see anything. I don't know if this is some sort of strike to get more money after the explosion or what's happening, but I also fear that their claims might be true. Some of the men found in the explosion, of course, were had signs of an explosion, while other bodies that we found closer to the site of the explosion were, let's say, not so natural. We've reached out to you and an associate of ours that has worked on the mine, that's worked on the oil field before, doing some uh, repair work on the pipelines. We're hoping the two of you will meet us here and get to work. We also have a represent representative from the law firm that represents us, meeting you there as well. So when he opened this envelope, there was photos, a letter, some cash in it, right? Cash? Ah, uh, no. Well, photos, letters, and then uh, there oh, should let me be cash. Oh, is there like a phone number? Or something? Yeah. Oh, so I can well, actually... okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry. They're not just gonna send cash into the envelope. Well, you know, sometimes in, <laughs> yeah. these, in these they do. Yeah. Remember they like in all those, all those uh, Marlowe movies. Yeah. He opens it up and there's cash in it. Yeah, but that's usually a mysterious benefactor, isn't it? This one said who they are. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Lone Star Oil Company. I don't know. Well, they usually they send him a hundred dollar bill and he's all shocked. Yeah. Where'd this $100 bill come from? <laughs> He's all like, he goes, $100? The letter reads that, that a associate of theirs that helped uh, do the piping mm-hmm. and a lawyer will be meeting you there. Okay. If you're interested in the job, call this number. We'll be, awa- we'll be awaiting your call. Respectively, Mr. Tenor, Lone Star Oil Company. You sit there and look at the letter and see, hold the phone number the card with the phone number on it. You reach down towards your dialed phone and begin... Oh, doesn't he... Oh, is he already back at his desk? Well, he's in his office the entire time. Oh, no, but we were at the door. I turn over and walk to my desk and sit down, scan over the photos one more time. Do I... Can I roll something to see if there's anything hidden in the photos? Because I have spot hidden. Oh, uh, yeah, you can roll spot hidden. Uh, actually, let me see your character sheet. Uh, you have photography, too. If can I use better. that? Yeah. Uh, it just... You just wrote down photography. Oh, you didn't put any skills in that. That's why. I did. No, you did not. No, I did. I put yeah, something he did. in. He did. You just didn't write it down. He did. 
how many points do you have all together? Um, well, I don't know. These are all a mix of... Uh... I think you How could... about I just use spot hidden, yeah. and we'll use figure that out hidden. next time. Yeah. Um, uh, what so do I roll? You're rolling 2d10, and you're trying to roll so that's your these, number right? or lower. Yep. And one of them is the hundreds. So the one that has the two numbers on it... Yeah. Big number. That other... The one that has... The zero zero is a hundred, right? No, if you get zero zero zero, that's a hundred. If you get zero zero and one, that's one. What? You don't want three zeros across the board. That's the worst thing that can happen to you. I thought three zeros across the board was, was zero. Zero, yeah. No, three zeros across the board is a hundred. I think. Is it? Okay, I could be. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You don't or, want or that. Is, can you get a zero? No. Oh, I guess not. That's right. Because you can't yeah. get a zero on a six. Okay, I get it. So, I get it. You want roll low though. Your number or lower yeah. is what you're looking for. Okay. Spot you can always push your luck, but I win. What'd you get? Forty-four, and I have a sixty. Oh, okay. That's pretty good then. What do I see? So you pull up the photos. And you go into your dark room and do a little investigation on them. I pull out my little microscope and I, I, I swing up the little, the tiny ones that are in uh, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Remember where he has like the glasses yeah. that pull up the tiny ones and I go, smaller, smaller, smaller. As you look smaller, 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 you see that... And they, I see something. That in the photo of the explosion itself... You see in the mid-distance background, there's a difference between regular smoke and whatever this is. Maybe it's some sort of oil fire? Is it smoke? Maybe there's some sort of thing obscuring the view in the distance. But there is a figure standing there somewhere in the mid-distance. He isn't dressed in any of the work attire. His back is facing the camera, and all you see is the outline of them. What does it look like? It's a slender uh, man. He appears to be in some sort of trench coat. You're unsure, though. A trench coat-wearing man who is tall and slender. Like that sounds like um, Nyarlathotep. Do you know who that is? Yes, I do, but I can tell you is right that now. Is person? <laughs> Am I on the money? Because I know my... I can tell you now, we already announced who the villain of this game was, but... No, we didn't. Yes, we did. What? You don't remember, so I'm not going to tell you. So... I don't remember. I said it literally... Oh, you, you said this. it was a uh, color out of space thing, didn't you? Well, that's... Aliens? I mean, I guess if it's just a color... Okay, alright, let's go. Let's keep moving. But there's a guy in a trench coat, so... There's a wide branch mystery happening here. This is the first one. Okay, 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 okay. So, Nyarlathotep is the, uh... All right. The, uh, the one that be? talks to people. No, so. he's the one that, he's the one that uh, deals with people and, and is, you know, works with the one that actually interacts with humans. Well, uh, the other ones are just kind of ambivalent to people in general. The, the other old ones? Yeah, who just, they just don't really care about people. They're, yeah. just, they just, They're just like, whatever. But Nyarlathotep actually talks to people. And he likes to mess with them? Uh, yeah, kind of. So, we go from it. He's like Q. We go in from... In Star Trek. 
Wow, we're going down yeah. the nerd hole. Well, I think that's what they took it from. I'm not sure, though. Go ahead, Cole. We go to the middle of Texas. Say, dingy dive bar. It's late at night on the outskirts of town. The only thing surrounding it is miles of desert and empty road. Cars line the front of this bar. We enter in down into a basement dwelling area where we see a man sits over a boiler. Where we see a man sits I, over. I'm I just sorry. I want to make sure you're catching because yeah. you're going really low. Yeah, you're getting. You're really getting into it. I'm and trying, I don't know if they're picking it I'm up. I'm trying to, deep, man. I'm trying my you're best. Get, you're I'm getting sorry. No, I understand. I mean, we can kind of yeah. hear you, but I, I really don't know if the mic's picking yeah, I, you up. Yeah, the mic will pick me up if they, it doesn't look okay. fine for next time. I'll listen it over. But we go to a we go to a basement where a man is sitting over a boiler. His blowtorch he extinguishes and he hits three hammer strikes. Ping one. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Go. Uh, don't. Let don't, me. Uh, don't do. Over. Let me. Uh, let me. Uh, Just do it on the edge of your cup. Yeah. Let me. Uh, here we go. Here we go. There's three. Nice. As he finishes off the piping of the boiler, we stands up and... Uh, oh, I forgot to have you describe your character, Rowan. Uh, why don't you give me a description of your character, and then I'm going to have Dad describe this. Um, I am a kind of a... Uh, I, I have, like, blonde hair, dark brown, brownish blonde hair. All right, about medium length. I'm a little unshaven. Uh, I, I... Maybe the 20s, it wouldn't be medium length. It'd be short. Huh? In the 20s, your hair would be short. You'd have short hair. No, I'm saying, at this point, I'm, I'm not... Oh, because you've let it go. I've yeah, let it go I'm, a little oh, bit. Oh, okay, I understand. No, I'm not fitting in with the 20s people. I'm, an, I'm a detective who's had, you know, run-ins with occult things. Got it. So okay. I'm a little nutty. So you're right? A little I, I'm edge. unshaven. My hair is a little medium length. I don't, I don't quite... I don't have a beard. I have like regular, you know, like like sideburns, as some people have, were cool. Uh, what is that shit? What's I have I have a a a, a a a kind of a um. It's, it's not a bowler hat. It's kind of a fedora, but but like like without the thing pushed in. It's kind of it, it's like a pork pie. Kind of pork pie ish, kind of. Uh, it's 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 it, it's a it's a brown hat. I have a leather overcoat and a a kind of tannish uh, uh, work suit that's kind of been worn. And there's you know there it's it isn't pristine. Nothing's pristine. There's some wear on my things. I've kind of been around, and I'm I have a a holster underneath my jacket that I carry a thirty eight revolver in. Uh, fully loaded, and I have a couple of uh, uh, speed loaders uh, underneath it, like like some Tucked into a hidden police pocket. have some ex tech, like someone who's who you know at first glance would be like an ex police officer or something, an ex detective, and uh, I also have a, a hidden in my right pocket. I have brass knuckles, I believe, right? Yep. Yes. So I'm kind of a a a. a Born detective, and I, I'm not an alcoholic, 
but I, I, I am definitely a, uh, you know, what you would think would be one. <laughs> On the way. You, you would, you, you would at first, you would at first assume that I would be an alcoholic detective, but it's not alcohol that, that, that gets to me. It's the, I have, I've had strange visions and I've seen some things that have dealt with things that you can't fully comprehend or understand. That and that's why I'm being uh, contacted by these people. Got it. That there we sense. go. All right. As you stand up from your boiler and turn around, finally facing front screen, what uh, what does old uh, what's your character's name get? My character's name is Seamus. 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 Yeah, Seamus. Seamus McTavish. And he's a Scottish boilermaker by profession. He's a little broad across the beam, a little extra weight, you know. He's got, uh, he's got, uh, uh, you know, a mustache. Kind of like if you mixed up, let's say, Mario and, uh, Mario and, uh, Racer X's, uh, is it uh, his uncle or his mechanic? You know, his kind dad. of a mix of the two. I don't think it's his dad. Yeah, his mechanic is his dad. No, is, that, is it? Not uh, sure. The okay, okay the... so Speed Racer's, yeah. Speed Racer's dad with Mario, kind of that mixed together. You know, built stout. You know, a little extra hair here and there. You know, coming out of his nose and ears. Kind of like the man of his age. He's probably, he's in his late 40s. And uh, he's uh, worked hard his whole life, uh, you know, born born to a working class family, worked in a working class job, apprentices, but was an apprentice, now he's a journeyman, you know, union boilermaker. Yeah. Standard guy, enjoys, uh, he gets up early, stays up late, and uh, enjoys a few drinks here and there. But as as like Rowan's character, not to an extent that uh, that impairs him, but just to, to an extent to uh, numb the uh, memories of uh, you know of days gone by. As you get up, you walk upstairs. Cole's like having fixed their clothes. Like, wow, they actually did it this time. Cole's in shock. Cole's in state of shock that we actually went through and made characters that he's. <laughs> A little bit. So, as you get up, you make uh, you get up and move towards the stairwell out of this basement. Uh, you look to your right, and just for the briefest fleeting moment, you see an outline of a man reaching out towards you. He's in a torn three-piece suit. His face is obscured by the shadows. Uh, his hand is reaching out towards you, and he has a single like. A single emerald ring on his hand as he kind of reaches out towards you and says, Don't! As you kind of look back at this shock, uh-huh. you see that there is no one standing there. Oh, I was looking at the message came in. There's nobody standing there at all? Okay. And what, I, well, I kind of shake my head and rub my eyes, you know, kind of like cartoony style, like, <laughs> you kind of just shake your head and think. And I, right? Probably, of course, I'm going to look around. Yeah. Go, what the hell? You look around, you don't see anyone down there or anything. Just mm-hmm. glass bottles, 
uh, storage for the bar above. Kind of shake your head in disbelief, like, hmm, all right, well, been okay. down here too long working on this thing, starting to see things. All right. Make your way up the stairs. and I roll up my tools back into my yeah. bag, right? Yep. Toolbox. Got yep. everything packed up, ready. Make your way yeah. up the stairs. The bartender kind of gruffly looks at you and goes, all right, how to go down there? Got it all working for us again? Uh, it'll hold. It'll do for now. Mm. But I'm telling you, when you have the money to get it done right, I'll be back and do it right. Right now, I'm just throwing a Band-Aid on it. Mm. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Your payment. As he can't, your payment is like, uh, not, a, not a measly sum of money, but not the best you've gotten in a bottle of liquor. But as I reach for the money, he grabs it and goes, Okay, I'll take that off your tab. Right? Yeah. He takes it back and says, Weasel. All right. I'm going to keep some of this. I grab, the, I grab the bottle real quick before he can yeah. grab that back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. McTavish, we'll see you again here real soon, I'm sure. All right. Okay. Uh, you, you, he says that, but you know you won't be back here for a while. You have to long trek out into the middle of nowhere, an oil field in the middle How of Texas. How do I know that? Uh, you were contacted uh, beforehand on the phone. Oh, okay. You were told that, hey, it's time to make your way over there. They got right. some problems going on. I guess there was an explosion. Uh, it wasn't our work. Uh, your union rep is like, it wasn't our work this time, but they... Uh, they know you did a bundle of the work on that side, and uh, they want you back out there to do some work on it, see what's going on, maybe figure out the, figure out what happened. Uh, and you're being sent out there. You're getting paid for it at least. All right. So. As long as they're paying for my travel, and for my stay, and for fo- and and giving me money for food, and drinks, then I'm on my way. Yeah. Yeah, you all you gotta do is make your way out to the airfield where you're gonna meet up with. Ooh, I guess I get some to take a plane. Yeah, I guess you're gonna oh, be, it. be meeting up with a lawyer and I'm taking uh, a plane since the war. Yeah. I guess you're gonna be meeting up uh, with the lawyer that they're sending out and some guy from up north that uh, you gotta so, take a bush plane basically so out to them. That geek. Yeah, there aren't <laughs> any real roads yet to where you're going, so you need to take a little bush plane to get out there. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the fastest way, so you make your jumper. way. Yeah, a little, little puddle jumper. Uh, fastest way out there. You make your way to the airfield in the early, early morning. Uh, uh, you have been uh, on the plane all night and are getting off, and you find yourselves on the airfield around similarly the same time. Uh, you realize quickly that... Uh, or, uh, Do they have commercial of, airplanes? In the 20s? Uh, in the 20s. Shit, I don't know. Yeah, I think... Well, let me look it up. I don't know. Let us go to the research box. I think this box. is more of a of a Greyhound situation. Yeah, this would be more of a bus, I would think. Or a train. Hold on one second. Let me look it up and see. Uh, when did commercial flight... When? Uh, computer! When did commercial flight start... According to an Alexa Answers contributor, the first commercial flight was January 1st, 1914. Did uh, that answer your question? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so it would have okay. been. Here we go. go. Okay, we're on the Especially if it's big money, Thanks oil, you know. Feedback. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Especially People. if it's big money, oil, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I guess I'd be getting a 
you know. Yeah, if, they, right. if they're willing to give us money and do us, send <clears> us <throat> from all over the place, then that's cool. I'm down. All there right, you go. We got all the. They're just checking for yeah. historical. Just trying to make it historically. I thought I. Pretty sure I looked it up when I was getting it ready for this. Yeah, no, no, just we're just like, we're just kind of like not, yeah, no. we're just down. Baby. So I get off the uh, the old old uh, plane that they used to have, you know, where they had like people smoking and everything, and yeah, you know, good old days. They would serve you good food and when stuff. When they actually had a chef. When they actually had, you know, yeah. when they actually cared about, you know, people having an experience and not just packing planes like sardines. Yeah. They still do care. No, they, they don't. They care if you're in first class only. No, no, no. <laughs> well, actually, trains are pretty cool again now. But They're trains expensive. are cool, but planes are shit. First class even isn't as good as it was. I don't think. Yeah, you kind of get just shitty. They used to have a shitty, bar fancy where you used food. to go upstairs to a bar. I hang out on planes and all kinds of shit. We need like a, a big bus, but a big yeah, plane. You exactly. know, where they have like the... The, uh, the super plane? The lounge and everything, and the pool. Yeah. Is there... Okay. Is there a plane that has a pool on it, you think? Oh, that would awesome. I don't think it would be able to land with a pool, unless they closed it. If it was big enough. I mean, if they had a pool. I don't think a full-on pool. I think maybe, maybe like a some, hot tub. Like a small, like, oh, like little imagine? thing. Yeah, like a hot uh, tub. Can you imagine some creepy hot tub party on a plane? Because <laughs> they have shitters, right? But yeah. are they water shitters? Do they, they have, they like, They use sinks? that blue liquid to flush, remember? But, oh, do planes have sinks? I don't remember. Yes. Yeah, they do. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they have some sort uh, of working water me. system. I hope you knew that there was a sink on a plane. No, I just I don't just shit kidding. on planes. You know, no, I don't no. think I've ever taken a shit on I'm, a plane. Either. I've never taken a shit on a plane. I've only pissed. You maybe. know what? Actually, I may have when I when I flew to to Greece. I may have. Yeah, well, because we we're on the plane forever. Anyway, uh, sorry to go off on a uh, plane shooting tangent. We're just checking it. <laughs> go ahead, Cole. Hey, we're, we're trying to keep historically accurate. I here. get off of of the the old school twenties plane. Uh, the twin engine. I got kind of got some sleep on the plane, so I'm well rested and I'm ready to go. Uh, I I still have my gun on me because this is the twenties. Yeah, they don't check. They don't, that. Check they don't care. And this is back when all the stewardesses had to. Have a certain height and weight requirement. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't check for guns. <laughs> and uh, I get off the plane, and I'm ready to go. So, you get off the plane. You see, okay. uh, sitting there on the on the pa- on the tarmac. Uh, tarmac. S- tarmac. Thank you. Uh, the tarmac. Tar- tarmac. You see, standing there, you get off. It's you and maybe four other people. They were on this, like, red eye plane. It's early in the dusk morning. Uh, you are standing there. You see another plane out in the distance that you can only assume is yours. But standing on the side, you see a man. He is in a suit, but he's taking the jacket off at this point. His hat, uh, he has a uh, fedora uh, kind of waving right now because it's definitely this Texas summer, even in this early morning, it's starting to get hot. Uh, sweat patches all around his arms. He's looking at everyone and he immediately spots you and goes, Pardon me. Pardon me? Um, are you, uh, Mr. Pilato? Yes, sir. Uh, I received a, uh, telegram earlier in this, uh, week, and, uh, I've come down here, I've discussed it with some of your clients, and I'm here to investigate some, uh, strange occurrences in oh. your, uh, oil fields. Yep, I'm, okay. uh, I'm Mr. Simpson. Mr. Homer Jason. <laughs> no, Homer Jason, no. I'm, uh, 
Mr. Simpson, I'm the lawyer that they've sent. Well, nice to meet you. Uh, he extends his hand out to you. Damn. That's the sound of hands shaking, yeah. by the way, fellas. You don't know that. Uh, uh, oh, why is it a rubbing sound? Yeah. <laughs> oh, We're I, starting a fire! I'd be more concerned if it was a rubbing sound. Uh, he goes, does he have fish hands? You look at he his hands. He has hand. webbed fingers. Does he uh, have fish hands? No, nah, he he's, he's recently moved from Innsmouth. Yeah, he's... Innsmouth. No, uh, he goes, well, fish uh, man. if you'll follow me, our associate should be making his way over there as well. Associate? Uh, you should have uh, read in the letter that they're sending one of the uh, men who actually worked on the pipeline to look at the pipes. Oh, okay. He worked on the pipeline? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's a boiler, he's a boiler maker, worker. But, but he welds and does other type. Okay. Other. He's a handyman. So what specifically about this guy do we uh, need help from? He worked on the main uh, the main pipes that were uh, happened near the explosion. Uh, that's all I know at this point. They've been really kind of hush-hush about what happened on the explosion, but all I know is they've cleared out most of the men and it's a skeleton crew there right now. Uh, what the foreman at the uh, at the oil oil field will meet us there and inform us more on what's, uh, what the situation is. All right, let's get to it. You fall over to the plane and you see sitting already in a seat half asleep with a bottle in rocking in his arms is uh, uh, semen, uh, semen, 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 why don't you pronounce Siemens. it Seamus, like it's spelled Seamus, it, it's pronounced Seamus, no it's not, yes, there's it no is. H in it, no I'm pretty sure S-E-A-M-U-S is Seamus, 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 are you sure, Seamus is S-H, Seamus, so Seamus is, I'm looking this up, is sitting in the chair with the bottle in what his that? hand, uh, you get on the plane, and it's this dingy bush plane that has two twins' engines and is being held together by hope and duct tape. Okay, what's happening right here? What's where? What's going on? What 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 am I looking at? What what's happening? What? I'm looking up how to pronounce Seamus. No, it doesn't say that. It's anywhere. pronounced S H A Y space M U S. It can be. Okay. It's Seamus. So, go so ahead. let's you not say let's not call yourself something wanna, close to semen, please. I, I won't call with Cole here because I know, who will I know just call you semen. semen. <laughs> that makes it anyway. We we spot we uh, come up across <laughs> Seamus, not <Yeah>. semen. <laughs> go ahead. Cole. You get on the plane and you see him. He has already sat himself there. Uh, Seamus is uh, sitting and waiting for you. The plane is held together by hope. You ruined it, bro. Is being held together by hope and uh, welding, uh-huh. spot welding, and uh, the ply- pilot looks half asleep as it is as you get on the plane. And We're getting on another down. plane? Uh, yeah, on a bush plane. The commercial plane would not bring you there. Oh, okay. And this bush plane is kind of going to bring you out to the middle of nowhere where uh, the oil field is. Lots of planes. Two planes. Two planes. Two planes. You Is that went, a rapper? Yep. Uh, two as planes. you get on the plane, the engine ignites. That was an old man joke, and then you bit, took the bait. God hey. damn it. You're like, uh, you're supposed to go. Uh, there you go. So. Uh, thank you, I appreciate that. So, as you get on the plane, you make the uh, uh, two hour flight there. Do you make any conversation flight. as you go? All right. 
Do you uh, make any conversation no, with I'm each other sleeping. as you're flying? He's asleep. I'm sitting there waiting for the... Uh, should I ask the guy some questions? Um, I have... He's the lawyer and the pilot are on the plane. Does this guy look like he knows more than he's... Than he's, uh, putting on? How you wanna try and figure that out? Should I use fast talk? Would that be a fast talk or a psychology or... You could try and psycho psychology it out of him. Tell me about your mother. Was she a liar as well? Let me, uh... Let me psychology this guy and see, just kind of probe him and see what he's, what he's about and if he knows more than what he's, what he's letting on. Uh, 23, I win. It's not about winning, but what's your number? Uh, no, I, if I tell you I win, oh. I win. It's, I have a psychology of 50. Okay, you do pretty good on it then. Yeah. Well, no, there's different categories. Oh, if you get lower, lower, then you do better, better? Yeah. Or if you're right on the line, then you succeed, but you don't do very good? Yeah. So it's that kind of game. Yeah. Ah. So, you said 25, and it was out of It was 23 out of 50. 23 out of 50, okay. So, as you're sitting there, you kind of look over it, and and, uh, how how do you psychology this shit out of him? Or try to? I'd be like, so, uh, you say you don't know much about the, uh, what's been going on here? Because I got some pretty strange pictures. Oh. Picture, oh, yeah, I received those same photographs. Yeah, no, I, I didn't get, uh, as he's kind of adjusting himself, because it, you don't know if it's the heat or if it's, uh, what... Adjusting himself. Adjusting his shirt, and uh, no, because... Just... Yes, adjusting himself, as, uh, you he, he goes... Me, <laughs> as he goes, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, the photographs, yeah, no, they were concerning to say the least uh, I definitely know that the explosion and uh, the outline of those bodies and uh, oh, something to behold hmm? the outline of those okay you weren't even listening no I didn't hear the last word oh, you said and the uh, outline of those bodies they were something to see oh something to behold I didn't understand what the last yeah. word you said was I was like something to hold I was like what Something to hold. Uh, yeah, you know, those bodies are very strange. I'm from Arkham, you see, and there's something that occurred in the in the area that I'm from that's very similar, or at least the bodies uh, were very similar to something that we had witnessed, or something that's gone down in, in legend, if you will, that people don't like to talk about. Something uh, up near the Gardner place... Uh, Something crashed there, I guess we assume, and uh, it slowly took over the land. And uh, the gardeners, they they didn't come out very well. The bodies of the gardeners looked very similar to what I'm seeing in the photos. So I'm wondering if we have some sort of uh, dual occurrence here, if it may have reappeared in Texas. Do you know anything about that? 23 psychology <laughs> um well your knowledge of the gardener lore I didn't realize that you were just gonna be like yes I know all about this shit that this has happened before I'm an occ- <laughs> I'm an occult guy from this? Arkham where the color out of space took place this? you Cole or the guy it took place like north of, that, of Arkham who said that that happened yet it took place a while before I'm pretty sure. You're being, you're being, cult, cult. Well, let me look up the Just timeline real quick. Just deal with yeah. the fact that you're being, you're being out 
Cthulhu. Yeah. No, I mean, he... No, I, no, <laughs> uh, I will bend the knee. 1882. Rowan... Oh, uh, yeah. Rowan knows is more about takes Cthulhu than I do. 1882. It takes cool. place yeah. in 1882. So then, yeah, all right, this has happened before. Would you know that much shit about it, though? It, it took it took place north of Arkham, and that's where my character is from. And I'm an occult investigator, so okay. I, no, no, no. and plus I assume it's like something yeah. in like folklore yeah. that people talk about. Yeah. Okay, if you're assuming it as folklore, then I'm yeah. I'm role playing here. I know more about Lovecraft, but I'm saying my character personally would know yeah. about. You chose okay. Arkham for my character, so well, no, you chose Arkham for your character. Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay. I didn't choose well, that. No, no, I did. But yeah. that's why. Uh, I <laughs> I I. Uh, I mean, I I know. Well, there you go. Yeah, All right. there <laughs> I you go. I know more so than what than I would. Guy, what's this guy going to say? He goes, oh, you were privy to other, hold on, other incidences. He kind of pulls out a notebook, uh, a notebook at this, and begins jotting down notes. And you see that he has similar photos to yours, but it appears there were some extra photos he has received that you did not. Okay, I pluck them out of his hands because I'm sitting behind him. I reach over and grab them. Because uh, he me, doesn't know I woke up. Give me a sleight of hands, then. Uh, there ain't no sleight of hand. This little lawyer's gonna stop me from grabbing photos away from him. Uh, do a. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you want me to roll? What are you trying to like? What are your stats? What do you think you're trying to? How you you trying to do this? Oh, I'm going to use. Um, let me see. I would say. Hmm. 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 Where's my uh my dexterity is shit? Uh, you have skills too. Uh, a size would be one, couldn't I? Uh, hmm. How are you trying to do this? Intimidation, you know, I'm just grabbing it. Do you have intimidation? Where is intimidation? It's on your paper somewhere. No, intimidate is plus fifteen percent or fifteen so percent. Need, need to roll below a fifteen. Let me see. No, that. no, no. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, wouldn't I just use size or this power? It seems like uh, dexterity. My dexterity is garbage. Swiping garbage. it from him? What is app again? What about, what about sleight oh. of hand? Uh, Where's sleight of hand? Well, I, can, if, can you use size to just rip it out of his hand yeah. if he wants? I mean, I'm if he wants to be a I have size and My size is 80 and my power is 70. Just, yeah, just use your power I'm then. just going to snatch it. Yeah, go ahead and just going to be like... Just rip it out of his hand. Get my big old clam hand, my big old... Because he's, like, he's been listening to what I've been... Yeah. What yeah. we've been talking about, so now he's interested, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, I'm uh, like, aliens? Oh, okay, this is, uh, this is uh, getting a little squirrelier than what I signed up for. You know, I'm like a little bit like, excuse me? Dad, do your... You have to do What's a Scottish accent, by the way. I don't have a Scottish you accent. You have to do it. My guy doesn't have a Scottish You chose accent, to name your character Seamus yeah. McTavish. But he's not, he Seamus doesn't have it. McTavish. He's Scottish. He, this is the 1920s. Uh, I, and the problem is, problem is, I don't know what a Scottish accent really is. I'm it, Sean, it Connery, just, Sean Connery. Sean <laughs> Connery. Yeah, you have well, to do let it. Let me see those. And I, and I grab them. There what am go. I rolling under an 80? I think you got it. Uh, 62. Or 64. That's good. Right? Yeah. It's a okay. success. You so I snatch the photos, the and I start looking at them. Playing a little bit of that, uh, you know, the schoolyard where you hold it above somebody's head, and they try to reach it, and you're like, nope. He goes, nope, wait, wait, wait. No, no. Nope. Oh, <laughs> damn it. That was for investigation purposes. I wasn't supposed to share that. Okay, so I look at them, and then I hand them to you. Because I, I look at them, and I do the classic look at them one way, switch them upside down, look at them again, and go, I don't know. 
Then I hand them to you to look at. What's on the photos? I guess I would know what's <laughs> on. You would yeah. know. I don't know shit. You, I'm just, you I just took them because photos. I'm like, because I heard you say, I heard you say you have extra photos, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> you uh, you saw that uh, on the photos uh, that you were given was uh-huh. just of the explosion. None of the yeah, bodies. Yeah, of else. parts and machinery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the photos you were given was of some of the explosion and covered over bodies. It appears he's gotten all of the photos. Okay. So he grab you grab the two photos that appear to be most prevalent in the conversation. You pull them out and you see that they are photos of the bodies. You see, there are two yes. sets of photos. There are photos of that looks of death of explosions, like tears, rips, uh, bodily like burns and like just nasty shit, nasty, nasty ass like explosion. Uh-huh. Then you see the second photo of three bodies that have been drained completely. Their bodies are shriveled. There's no muscle. It's almost like flesh Shrivelly. just hanging off bone. Their faces have sunken in. The lips have receded. Do they look like, do they look like right uh, victims of a vampire type thing? Oh, no, I mean, I'm asking you. Like, uh, it's like the space vampire at. from, uh, from uh, what's it called? What's that movie? Light Life Force? Oh yeah, it's like that. Well, I'm just wondering, you know, when the vampire, some vampire movies, where they suck yeah, and they yeah, get all like shriveling, or do they look like the bodies from Arachnophobia when they open up the box? And he's like, "Oh my God, he's only been traveling a I think couple they're weeks." All, they're all the same. It's yeah, they're pretty much the same. So yeah, well, similar. I'm, 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 I'm doing. You just, na- you just named that. like three. I'm, of I'm the doing same it for the benefit <laughs> of our listeners. Similar to all of those, in case maybe they don't know some of those, it, but they know one of the others. I think they can infer what a what a yeah. what a what a decayed. Uh, so it looks like a prune. Drained body yes. looks like. Looks like a prune. They looked prune. Okay. As you're flying through the air and you see these photos. You see the pilot yells back. Do they look like my fingers when I've been in the tub too long? <laughs> the pilot looks back at uh, y'all and goes, Hey, um, we're approaching the airfield, y'all. Uh, buckle in. The lawyer goes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give me the photos back, goddammit. I gotta keep, the, keep those in the file. Shit's going... Ron, do you get shit will be back? bad if I don't get them back. As he's kind of pointing at Ronnie, you see that on his one outstretched finger is an emerald the same as the ring. Oh, that's the bastard that disappeared in, in my thing. That pointed at you. Do you say as, anything about it? As you say that, you have that realization. You see that the pilot goes, wait, what's that? As you see a color explosion out of the windows that slightly blinds all of you for the briefest of moments. The pilot is yelling. You were all... And, Shaking of the plane, and that sight sears you for a moment. We go to a ground level, to a kind of disheveled looking shed, where what appears to be one of the oil field workers is messing around with a radio as the music begins to play. Bingo.
from the movie Superman. Superman. Go see it. <laughs> well, that's all, folks. Uh, shout out to, to <laughs> David Munyon. Come on, Cole. <laughs> Quick shout out to David Munyon, the uh, singer of Supervan. The writer, the song, singer, performer. Of Supervan the song, uh, Riding High. And uh, a great film, Supervan. It it was on Prime for a while. I don't know if it still is, but if you have a chance, check it out. Because it's a very nonsensical ode to those glory days of Vannon back in the late 70s. When vans were king. When vans and semis roamed the land like huge beasts. Majestic beasts. Back when chest hair was not a bad thing. <laughs> it's it's not Is it? it's not a bad yeah, thing. Well, like, people shave and wax the shit I say out of as every I, bit. As I have my chest hair. Yeah. Fully no, you guys are bringing it back. Got Tom Selleck would be like... Thank you, boys. Thank you for your service. <laughs> well, uh, with that, uh, we're Wonder <laughs> Two Noobs. If you enjoyed this, leave a rating and review on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, if you do it, if you like it, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, fuck off. As we if always say. If you don't say. like it, then hey, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, the pretty much. Boys, huh? <laughs> uh, well, as always, I'm Cole. With me are I'm Tim, his dad, and I'm Rowan, his brother. And uh, if you don't hear it from anybody else today, you'll hear it from us. We love you. We love you. Stay safe. Wear your masks. Social distance like you should. And, uh, you know, keep in as much as possible. Don't, don't be out, you know, having a free hug contest. Yeah. Let's get through this shit. Get vaccinated. You know? Mm-hmm. Get vaccinated. Don't be one of those people that's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to. Oh God! Well, if you're not going to, then that's fine. But move to a state that uh, that uh, there are certain states where they don't do that shit and don't believe in it. So move there. Like, and uh, then and then you know when we build the the uh, United uh, Free State of uh, Oregon and we build a wall around it, we'll have all the water and everybody vaccinated. Yep. Hot damn. Hey. So <laughs> if you like this and you want to keep with it, subscribe. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. You Hit again that next subscribe time. button. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Later. Get mittens like Bernie. Yep. Bernard. Bye. Bye. Bye.